Wake up, Indy. Naptown's a thing of the past. Join us as we talk success, personal growth, leadership, and more. No matter your location or your job title, we want to see you grow. Podcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana, this is As Indy Grows with your hosts, Taylor and Remington. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Remington Ramsey, and my co-host, Taylor J. Hall. Boom goes the dynamite. Yes, tribute to our hero, Brian Collins. Brian, if you're out there, thank you, and you're welcome. Uh, today, we have a really good show lined up, but first, we got some fan mail. Did you know that, Taylor? We got some fan mail. I like how it's called fan mail, because it makes me think we have one fan We have at least one, we because have they one. sent us mail. So if we get multiple, is it fans mail? Fans mail. Such a corny joke. <clears throat> that's, a good, that's a good dad joke. I mean, we're dads, and we have a dad with us. So, so if you're thinking good. to yourself, hey, I would also like to be featured by my kind words to the As Indie Grows crew, uh, take, take, a, take a page out of Stephen's book. Stephen from uh, Northeast Indiana or Northwest Indiana says, Good afternoon. My name is Stephen, and I wanted to express how amazed I am with your podcast. Great start. This is why we're talking about him, because <laughs> let me tell you, my ego. All right, everything from this content and behind the scenes is amazing. Tribute to Brittany and Jordan and Ryan. You're welcome. And our guests. I co-operate a business in Indiana, so myself and partner listen to as many podcasts as we can related to the business or business topics. The product and content that you and your team delivers is amazing. Let me tell you something. If you're going to write a tribute, that's how you do it. So thank you, Stephen, in Northwest Indiana. Thank you very much. If you want to send us more fan mail, you can find us on Facebook at As Indie Grows, on Twitter. Nope, not Twitter. Are we on Twitter? We're on Twitter. I should follow us on Twitter. You may uh, on Instagram at asindiegrows, and then you can always email us at asindiegrows at gmail.com. But thank you, Stephen, uh, for the fan mail. And Taylor, I would like for you to introduce our guest, who also has a podcast that would like some fan mail. Uh, I'm sure he probably gets a lot of fan mail, honestly. So today we have Don Wetrick. So he is a founder and CEO of Start Ed Up or Start It Up. He is a podcast host, as you referred to. He is the author of Pure Genius, Building a Culture of Innovation, also an international speaker and presenter. And I was talking to you before the show. um, We're not going to be able to match the intro he got. Was it 2015 when you went on with Tom Tom. Bilyeu? So can you explain to to Remy who Tom Bilyeu is? Tom Bilyeu has one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. He ran this company called quest nutrition quest bars and so he bring all these thought leaders to his work and he realized that they couldn't all be present so he decided to make it a podcast sounds kind of familiar what i did with my class and so um eventually he started bringing in like robert green uh and tim ferris and those other guys and so yeah he's got this cool show and i had the privilege of being on the show and his thing Mm -hmm. is writing very very nice introductions for like making you sound like the Pope. Man, yeah, I should thing. make that my thing. And to uh, do list. yeah, yeah. So yeah, when he, when I got on there, I was immediately blushing because it's not untrue, mm-hmm. but it was it was a little it's it was nice it was nice that. it was a little it is. nice. Well, I'm sorry. So what I did is I went to your Twitter bio. Yeah, and obviously you know what that is, but I will <laughs> say this from Tom Billu's interview, he used the term change agent, and I think that's great because. It's a culture of innovation and change, and mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to be talking about a lot today. So, started up or start ed up. Mm-hmm. It's where educators, innovators, and entrepreneurs can connect. Yeah. Can you give a brief overview of how that started? Yeah. 
Um, actually, uh, this is great because there was a, a definitive moment a long time ago, seven years ago, somebody sent me an email that said, watch this. And it was Daniel Pink's TED Talk on what motivates people. And in that TED Talk, it wasn't like, you know, money didn't motivate people that much. Mastery, autonomy, and purpose did. And so they're saying, you know, the people that did the best cognitive work did it because they believed in it. They felt it had a purpose. They wanted to master something. And I'm like, at the time, I was a freshman English teacher. And I'm like, that's really cool. Why wouldn't that work in school? Why wouldn't, instead of working for grades, what if we simply started working on things that we were called to do, that we were driven to do? And so... I started something like that, and it was a holy nightmare for a couple of years as I learned what truly motivated students. We're on that later. Hmm. And so... Um, Is there anything that motivates students? Yeah. I think you're going to be surprised. Ultimately, yeah, you're going to be surprised. I, how motivated were you in high school? I was just girls get to tennis girls practice and sports. or basketball Girls practice. and sports. And yet, yep. Right. Well, but the reason why is we view video... like. We view school much like we should view a video game. Like, right? So if you bought a video game and you beat it on its first try, you'd want your money back. You mm -hmm. want a challenge. Mm -hmm. right? You want to learn the video game. And so a lot of times in school, it's not like we're there to learn. We're there to jump through a hoop. Mm. Even in college. Like, imagine, you had two like professors, right? The one easy one that said that everybody got an A. It smelled like weed. And the other guy that said, <laughs> this is going to be really difficult. You didn't want the guy that was difficult because you're like, dude, I'm here to jump through a hoop. Right. It's the difference between learning and accreditation. In, in, in college, you get accredited, right? So you're like, oh, I got this degree, so I'm mm -hmm. good. I should get a job. Learning are things that you want to do. And so I learned, I learned that students, that they were there to work for a grade. Mm -hmm. And anything past that, well, it's the, it's the difference between the employee mindset and the entrepreneur mindset. The employee mm -hmm. takes a longer smoke break. Right. The employee takes excuses because it doesn't matter to them. It's just something they're going through. Mm -hmm. The entrepreneur is like, this is my baby. This, I want to master this. I want to be, you know, autonomous. I want to have, I want my company to have purpose. So once I started to design a class that instead of them working for me, I was working for them. So if they're saying, Wetrick, I want to start a business. Oh, cool. How can I help? Mm -hmm. Do you want to file a patent for that? Yeah. Do you, do you, who do you need to know? Who do you, and, and again, my class, I have a high school class called Innovation and Open Source Learning. The innovation part is about six to seven weeks, and we teach you how to think for yourself, which is a lost art. And then the open source learning is, I've got some kids that are like, uh, I really want to learn more about, you know, the, the gut biome and genome sequencing. Awesome, let's call Navi and Jane. Um, that's kind of what has been our new approach. And this is what, and this is how this all started because you started teaching yes. this class. Oh my gosh! These, See, these I'm going into the weeds. So yeah, so I, I reached, I watched this Daniel Pink TED talk. See, I told you this would happen. So I watched this Daniel Pink TED talk. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I want to do. I showed my students that video. They're like, yeah, okay. What's that TED talk? The Daniel Pink. Uh, just if you just put in Daniel Pink TED, It'll but it's up. like the the puzzle of motivation. Don't watch it right now though. It's amazing. Well, I was gonna pull it Not up yet. Not yet. It's like, amazing. And homework. so um, I started like he talked about Google Time, right? Twenty percent time they do at Google. I was like, hey, so starting next Friday, 40 minutes will be dedicated to what you want to do. And like I said, it was not good for a while because they're like, if you give a high school kid a choice to doing something or nothing, it's going to be nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, you're free to do whatever you want. Great. I'll scroll through my phone. Yep. Um, and so that was a challenge. And so then this is not my quote. This is actually is Naveen's quote. That they, when people say, well, you can bring the horse to water. You just can't make him drink. My job is to make my students intellectually thirsty. Mm -hmm. If you want to drink, you're going to drink. Mm. Um, and I still don't get through it. Like, I'd like to say I'm batting a thousand, but I've got some students that are still like, what do I need to do to get an A in this class? Like achieve 
the things that you want to do. What if I don't know what I want to do? Like, I'm hopefully I'll pers like, I'm going to make you realize that. But, you know, I still have students that are really good students. And that is that they jump through the hoops. I'm interested to hear about some of this stuff that you started that sounds counter counter cultural to what we believe our modern day schools should and are doing. Oh, yeah. Because one of the one of the most controversial posts that I posted online this year on Facebook was essentially asking why we aren't teaching our kids more about finances at an early age. Like there's no classes that really deal with that. And there's a lot of classes that I feel like are focused on things that we don't use versus like actually talking about things that are modern day things. Yeah. So so. I guess transition. I'm kind of hijacking your next question, but I just I just want to know. So you transitioned into not only this class, but you kind of ran a different kind of study hall, from what I understood. Is, I mean, I right? it is basically the it's innovation, open source learning. So if you're so if a kid was like, man, I want to know more about which actually it's funny it happened. So a kid wanted to know more about day trading. Hmm. That became his class. Day trading. Yeah. Yes. And because he was like, that would have um, been a fun class. Well, and and actually, I have three simple rules. So anytime you have a project or you're like, I want to work on this, rule number one is, do you have a burning desire for it? Are you passionate sure. about it? Great, that's easy. Mm -hmm. Rule number two is, what skills acquisition are you going to get out of it? And number three, who is it serving other than you? Because it's serving somebody other than you, it's sustainable. Hmm. And so I had a student last year, it's like, hey, um, I want to learn more about you know the ins and outs of, of stock market. I'm like, all right, rule number one, yes, I'm passionate. I like money. Cool. <laughs> Rule number two, what skills? Are you kidding? Holds, puts, mm -hmm. I don't know what these are. I don't know, I don't know options. Like, awesome, cool. Rule number three, <sighs> I don't know. I'm trying to buy my parents a house. Well, so I made them. So yeah. he's like, what if I started a club and we met during study hall where mm -hmm. I would like, you know, a good teacher sometimes teaches one chapter ahead. So sure. he was learning holds, puts, options, you know, selling short one yep. week ahead, then teaching his group. And as a, as a, as a teacher... There's probably a lot of subjects that come up that you're not a, oh, an expert on, I'm so the you're learning with in the them. room. So they're like you're you're getting just as much education on oh, this because like, I got to mm -hmm. learn so I can teach it. That's why my brain is on fire half the time because I'll be peeking over the shoulder. I'm like, look, like I don't know if he wants me to talk about what kind of money, but I just know this. Two of my students, one in particular, got investigated by his bank because he made a deposit of well over six. He made a lot in Bitcoin. Yeah. And yep. when he pulled out some from his Coinbase, the bank's like, "You how did you get that? How did you do that? Yeah. Because he's been into this stuff for a couple of years because he has time to do that. Sure. Did you have a study hall? I did, yeah. I don't couple. remember having a study hall. This is why I missed out as a kid. <laughs> yeah. No, most people study hall. I slept. Slept. Yeah. Oh, right. my gosh. Which, yeah. again, I mean, I, and I guess that's why... I want to like have them feel alive for something, mm -hmm. sure. Instead of just scrolling through life, because I mean, honestly, we're at epidemic levels of depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, suicide rates, because most people are filling their lives with nothing, right? When you when you have a purpose, mm -hmm. and I give you an hour and a half during the school day to fulfill that purpose, now it's gonna it's gonna transcend more than just study hall. Let's let's go back for just a second because I wrote down these notes. You talked about mastery, autonomy, and purpose outweigh money. Yes. And I feel like success is measured by how many followers you have and how much money you have. Right. That's a complete bullshit. And, and you're, you got, you got a lot of people that feel that way, but then, uh, it's an empty and then you're, they're adding to that depression and right. suicide rate. Absolutely. So, so how do we, how do we focus it, Cause some of us, we still want our followers. We still want money, but how do we not make that the focus? 
Um, well, you'll have the right followers if you are following your master autonomy and purpose. So mm-hmm. the people that are living missions, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make fun of the people that have following that are always be short term following the guy that has the YouTube channel that they're doing pranks mm-hmm. and they're jumping on trampolines with 10,000 Cheetos. They have a very limited amount of time here because they're not <laughs> adding value to anybody. You juxtapose that to say Gary, right? Gary mm-hmm. V. Right. Gary is out there telling you, get off your ass do something of purpose. So having that makes him feel alive because he is genuinely helping a lot of people. It's not BS. Right. Um, so the people that are just like chasing followers, it's it's very much like the guy that just wants to go out and hook up with a bunch of random chicks. That ends in depression. Mm-hmm. This does. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing things for, you know, mastery mm-hmm. is like you want to obviously master something. It's important to you. Um, autonomy is I'd like to do so many things on my own and purpose is it has a higher calling. That's why I look at video gamers as like evidence of this. A, a kid that plays a video game or skateboarding, they skateboard. There's no money in skateboarding, but yet they have to do it. Why? Because they want to master it. They want to be doing it on their own, and skateboarding has purpose to them. Their community has purpose to them. And so if we can create that environment over grades, the grades is just a dog and pony show. Sure. Like, you, like how many – like I was the same way. I didn't really – study to learn. I studied to pass the test and then forget it. Yep. And we have all these co-working spaces and great incubators all over. There's a tax funded co-working space in every town and it's a high school. If you could get kids to work on great, like we've had local companies come into my class and they'll leave going, dude, that was like a month's worth of market research. Thank you. Because my kids can think for themselves. They can Mm -hmm. think they, they, they can brainstorm, they can have executable ideas, and they feel like they have a purpose. We're going deep, Taylor. We're going real deep. We're but going this is great. deep. So he brought up Gary V. So let's talk about future ready you. Yeah. Because I watched the video, yeah. and I, I really love the part where Gary said, well, if you're trying to get this inside of a school, yeah. they're going to move slow. Yeah. So with the educational crisis, how do you take advantage of this right now? Mm, so you started question. this online yeah. course. That's a good yeah. question, Taylor. Well, well that's exactly why I started it. Mm-hmm. Like, so when the cameras were off, Gary, in a very Gary way, was like, why the F are you trying to work mm-hmm. with F in schools when they move so F and slow? And I'm like, I just, you know, think that education is worth saving. And he says, so let me just get this straight, Don. And he, I like this part. He says, so when, how many times do parents say, boy, I wish my son had your class? And I said, I get that every, because I mm-hmm. keynote speak every other places. Right. And so I go, I get that a lot. He says, you should be filling their needs. He says, you know, the school that says we might adopt this class after the school board votes on it next year. Right. He says, so if you're a sophomore, you're just screwed. He says, you should open up your class and build a network of these young, entrepreneurially minded students. Because we've even done some like local events. where We're starting to pick up kids from local areas and we have them get together and do things. And it's magical. Because, again, they want to have a purpose. They want to do something. And so that's why we started. We, and, and, and for the record, Start It Up still works with schools. We haven't abandoned that. But the academy through Start It Up is a great network for students to get cool things done. Question that's somewhat off topic. I want to get both your thoughts on it. How do you guys feel about participation trophies? <laughs> well, sorry. But we'll start with you, Taylor. I don't like them. I, when I got participation trophies as a kid, they never made it to my shelf. They made you feel o- worse. Only, only first place trophies, and that was it. Mm. 
Done. Well, probably because you were a decent enough athlete to well, know that you, you weren't thank good. You. That I, you weren't good enough. Yeah. I mean, it make, I mean, all the data is there. It makes kids yeah. feel worse, right? Yeah. Except for the kids that. Well, it's like the guy that you see on American Idol is like, I don't care what you say. I'm a good singer. That's participation <laughs> trophy kid who yeah. still has it on his right. mantle. Hashtag yep. William Hung. Bam. Oh, she banged. You miss him. She banged. I miss him. I miss him. She bangs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, I think they're terrible. And yeah. and I and I think that it's easy as a parent like to get excited about it. And I see why, because you know, Charlie is 10 months old. She came home with a, a blue ribbon. And I didn't even ask at first. I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And then I quickly asked Sarah, and I was like, what'd she get it for? And she's like, well. Um, she passed a class. And I said, did all the other kids get it? And I and she said, yes. And I said, did they all pass? And she's like, I think they just all got them. I was like, we're not putting this up because it's not it's not Get good. It's it. not, it's, well, it yeah. becomes a toy at that point. James Harrison from the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers My boys had aren't both of his boys yeah. give yep. his trophies back. And I thought that was amazing. People really dogged him for that. I was like, his nope. kids are going to grow up survivors yeah. is what they're going to grow up. So that's how I feel about it. Well, okay, let me ask you this then. So if you're, if you're that way on the trophies, which... We're all in agreement on that. What are you going to do when it is Charlie's birthday party, her first birthday party in elementary school? Are you going to invite her entire class? <laughs> are you only going to handpick? I've heard about these these peer pressuring, or like even school boards will say that. I, I've heard oh, yeah. schools get involved in this where they'll actually say, if you're going to have a party that's publicly, there's public knowledge about it, yeah, you have yeah, to invite their yeah. entire, you would mm. probably know that from the schools more. I mean, I, I, I'm a rule follower. Like, I don't break rules. So if the school says you have to do that, I would probably do that. Um, but if, yeah, no, I would have no problem inviting select people if it was not against the school policy. Ironically enough, if I can weigh in on that. Mm-hmm. So I, I also teach at a public school still, Noblesville High School, and we got rid of class rankings. And a lot of people are like, oh, everybody gets a gold medal. And actually, their reasoning was very high cognitive level. They said, we don't want to have kids take non-AP weighted courses for the sake of just the trophy of I'm number one. Because mm. we've had that. Like, you could have taken a really cool creative art class or tack on one more AP blah, 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 because you were in pursuit. And they said, honestly, we'd rather have kids collaborate together instead of compete against one another. And in an academic setting, I kind of applauded it. Well, what's interesting is we, as a culture, tend to only care about number one and we we don't care about anything else so if you think about there's 32 nfl teams the eagles just won uh they're the only super bowl champion of this season does that mean 31 teams had a bad season and a lot of people would be like it doesn't yeah none of them none of them compare none of them had an effective season except for the eagles and i think you're just missing out on that and i think there's a, a fine balance between participation trophy and not caring about making the afc championship yeah um, there's got to be some sort of wiggle room in there, and I just don't always know that we as a culture support that idea. Is there an age requirement for the course? So it's funny. In our first week, we've had, I, I'd say the youngest should be eighth grade. Okay. Um, just because we have a section on there that I really, really like on digital media branding and taking, you know, having your comparative advantage on social media and other tools. Um, but we've had a lot of 30-year-olds ask, mm-hmm. like, I don't like my career. I've been wanting to reinvent myself. Is this for me? And it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because that was the hard thing and just the marketing of it. Like, it, it, we have kind of targeted parents, like, because I, I think that a lot of people should be mortified by what the what's coming up, um, especially a kid that doesn't know what he wants in this world. Um, to go and find yourself in college runs you 25000 Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then to change your major costs you another 25,000, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm trying to work with, I hate to say it, like, I like bad kids, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I like kids that They're don't fun. necessarily yeah. like school because, you know, the kids that like school are usually geared in towards the things that college does work out for. Mm -hmm. You know, engineering and medicine go to college. Right. But the kid that just doesn't know, I think this is a great tool to get them to start finding out what some of their purpose is, that master autonomy purpose thing, um, and then have a network of these students all over to mm -hmm. also be able to support one another. I mean, that's the reason why people do masterminds and stuff like now. Like, hey, yep. here's a bunch of successful people to get together with other successful people. And then we create, which is my new thing to talk about. So if I sound like Johnny Cochran, apologies. But we create seekers and peekers, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. moaners and groaners. Moaners and groaners are everybody else. They are like on Facebook saying that, oh, everything sucks and blah, blah, blah. Seekers and peekers, they seek out opportunities. When people complain, there's an opportunity. And they're peekers because when you start associating with the right people, they all kind of know what's coming next. You can peek around the corner. Mm. And I mean, James Altucher and some of these guys have been talking about the rise of Bitcoin a year ago. And some of these other guys, you can peek around the corner. And that's the community I want to serve of kids that get together, seek out opportunities, and then can all be aware of what's coming around the corner. Basically, what he's saying, Taylor, is I can't hang out with you anymore. With um, me or you? <laughs> or no, us? With you. with you. We can't that hang hurts. out anymore. That Got to surround myself with some peak performers. Uh, Don. Uh, <laughs> one's, well, for the records, one's be. wearing a jacket and one's wearing a hat. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, mean, come on. The modern day entrepreneur says that he's winning. I was just going to say, uh, which is the winning now? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg it. approved. It should be black, though. Let's talk real quick True. about um, college in general. Just a quick answer. Uh, you, you mentioned two different majors that definitely should go to college. I mean, you yeah. can't not. Medicine and engineering. Right. Um, do you, do you recommend kids that are going to school that don't necessarily need a college degree still go to college? <laughs> um, this is what gets me in trouble in the academic community. Uh, no, I do not. Matter of fact, I was talking to your public relations person for the magazine and she is also one that did not necessarily have a college degree in what she does. I, I, I think that these things are catching up with us so fast that, um, it's soon not going to matter is that people don't care what you know. They care what you can do with what you know. Yeah. So if you don't have an accreditation from your favorite fill-in your university, mm -hmm. if you can do it, that's all that people care about. Like even in talking to Tom, Tom Bilyeu does not have a biomed degree, yet he made protein bars, everybody. He's a film major. Mm -hmm. And so if, and this is my big if, if you don't have a definitive, if you are in a generalist degree, go out and find your mentor now. Again, my open source learning part, like I was talking to a parent. She's like, well, my daughter, I, I was, I'm really pushing her to go and be an English major. I'm like, why? Well, I think she's talented. She could write a book one day. I'm like, write it now. Mm -hmm. She's no, you just can't simply do that. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, let me ask you something. I said, if she doesn't write her book, at least start a blog. And she's like, okay. And I said, let me ask you something. If you had a choice between reading a book that was written by a 16-year-old or a 24-year-old, which would have the advantage? Well, a 16, oh God, I see what you're saying now. Like, if you're 16 and you took the initiative, everybody's shocked right. at age 16 you did it. So if you're thinking you might want to go to college to be a writer, be a writer now. Right. Find mentors. I mean, heck, um, Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday went to one semester at University of Texas, found Robert Greene, and said, I will do anything to serve underneath I mean, you. that's the way education used to happen. Squires. Mentors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, my method of what I'm doing is 1800s. You got some takeaways, I'm sure. I've got one good one, but go ahead. I actually had another question. We have time for real quick, real quick. Yeah. 
So the online course is preparing kids for the economy that we live in. Yep. Uh, a lot of it, you're talking some of it's gig economy. Yeah. How do you think that's going to change? If you could forecast the next 10 years, how do you think that course changes? Um, probably more focus on the gig economy. How does your child or how do you find opportunities? Everybody, from every data I've read, 45 to 55% of the world's jobs in the next two years, two, are going to be gig or freelance economy. So a big thing of what we're doing is creating a mindset and awareness for how do you look in pockets of innovation? How do you look for opportunities so you don't have to be at the mercy of other people? You can find your own opportunities. You have that mindset. I have one takeaway. We brought up seekers and peekers. You are a peeker. And you found me, but now you need to find someone else. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I learned from That's today. what you learned? No, 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 no. I learned a ton of great information. But yeah. Go ahead and take it away. No, I just, I keep coming back to the, the three things that matter more than success and money. And, and I guess these are successful things, but mastery, autonomy, and purpose. If you can find what makes you tick, that's what's going to keep you up in the morning. And, it, and subsequently it's going to lead to money and success. And I just think that's, that's stellar. And I'm really impressed with what you've done in the schools. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of all the, uh, all the success that you've had. And I think it's, it's warranted because in our schools, we're, we're just so, we're so focused on the wrong things in my opinion. And here you are, you know, standing up for what's right. I I appreciate that. So thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. I appreciate you. Where can we find you at and social? Sure. Uh, at Don Wetrick on Twitter. Um, we have a Twitter account for Start Ed Up at Start It Up, um, startedupinnovation.com or futureready, the letter U.com. Love it. Awesome. Do you have a question of the day for our audience? A challenge for our audience. Challenge. A question sure. of the day. What makes you happy and could you monetize it? Woo-hoo. I like Thank it. Thank you so much, Don. You're the man, Don. We're Thank out. you. Boom goes the dynamite. As Indie Grows is sponsored by GVC Mortgage Inc. NMLS number 2334, Equal Housing Opportunity.